0: Believe it or not, winter really is coming. And a shout out to all of my fellow Game of Thrones fans, because remember that winter is coming. Well, if you're living in Tucson right now, that's a stretch to think about that. Um, But we do have an expert with us today to help us get our home ready because we are going to focus on conserving energy and saving money this winter on today's podcast. How could you not want to stay with us? I'm ready. Hello, I'm Gina Murphy-Darling, and this is Down to Earth Tucson. And I have to say, just like take a deep breath, Gina, it really is hard for me to get my head around winter, but I know it's coming. I have faith. Um, It's 102 here the day we're recording this, but there will be a time that's coming when you need to prepare your home for winter, and our guest today is here to give us the scoop and tell us all we need to know how to conserve energy and save money when it does drop below 100. (laughs) Okay, Gabe, it's great to have you back. Our guest is Gabe Escobel. He is a technical specialist too, the demand side and renewable resources with Unisource Energy Services. Gabe, I looked at when you were back, Kelly actually looked it up for me because you were on and I thought, oh, he was on recently do you want to guess when you were on before? <laughs>
1: You're not going to believe it. I would have to say probably about a year and a half ago.
0: Two full years, and it'll be three years in January. You were in January of 2008, so I went to 2018, I mean, 1920. That's two years, and it's almost the end of 2020. So anyway, I'm glad to have you back. It just seems like only yesterday. <laughs> so thanks for being here to share some... Really good stuff that we need to know. And I hope you're doing well. I am. And thank you for having me. It's always fun. And you know, I always want these shows to be fun and exciting and funny, but sometimes you just have to share facts because in this case, that's what really matters a great deal on so many levels. You need to give us the information about what is important. And it's really not just for winter because some of these things I think we're going to talk about help protect from the sun as well. So let's talk about the most boring one, and that's a joke, Gabe, because this is all under the purview of my husband's department when it comes to air sealing. But I want to know about air sealing, and I really do understand why it's important. So tell us about air sealing. What does that even mean and why does it matter?
1: Well, air sealing is very important because what you're trying to do is you're trying to keep the conditioned air inside. And if uh, you have leakage in the home, then You're having a higher energy cost due to the energy leakage. You got the warm air coming in. Um, You know, when you're trying to keep the the cold air in and it's leaking to the outside because they they go hot to cold, cold to hot. And so with that uh, infiltration, it just uh, raises your energy bill. So what you want to do is you want to try to seal up any kind of leaks that you might have in the home.
0: So is the air sealing, is that the, like the weather stripping on the bottom or is it broader and more in-depth than that?
1: You know, it can be the weather stripping. It could be the uh, stripping, uh, weather stripping around the door where uh, you might be walking up to your front door and you might see daylight. Uh, a lot of the people, um, you know, feel draft around their window. So you want to make sure you're caulking both inside and outside of your uh, window, Um You know, there's other things that you can do in the home that also help, uh, which a lot of people don't know about. Uh, One of the leakiest places in an existing home is your uh, receptacles and your light switches. They actually have foam gaskets that you can buy at uh, one of your home improvement stores. Um, They're very simple. All you do is take out the faceplate, put that foam gasket on, and that will help seal a lot of that uh, leakage that you'll have.
0: Gabe, um, you're kidding me.
1: No. Um, you
0: are kidding me. In 10 years of working with TEP, no one has ever brought that up. So where your light switch is, you can unscrew it and put some... Because you're right, there's just a hole there.
1: Exactly. and and Oh, my goodness. And the reason you have such so much infiltration there is when the plumber, the electrician, uh, when they're doing their penetrations through the top plate... In order to drop that wire, or that uh, you know plumbing down in, they're leaving a big hole. Nowadays, um, you know the builders are better; they seal it up. But back in the day, when you know it wasn't so well known, they didn't seal it. So what you're doing is you're getting that infiltration from the attic, and that brings up a whole nother issue. I mean, that uh, can cause um, you know many health issues. So um, by sealing up those, by sealing up that top plate, that all will help not only in saving energy, but also with your health.
0: I think that's a huge thing. And, And we're going to talk about that a little bit more because of when we get into like energy audits, because I had one and I want to talk to you a little bit about it from Rusted Southwest quite some time ago. So... That's a big shocker to me. I didn't know about that. And most older homes, which homes are mostly older, can take a look at that. And I had no idea. Okay, what about insulation? And this is a tricky one for me because like once you move into your house, it's insulated. So what can you do about insulation once you're in a home? I know if you're building one, it's one thing, but what can you do about insulation once you're in?
1: I would have a company come out, a qualified uh, company that you can find uh, online. Have them come out and check your insulation. A lot of the people, they can't get up into their attic to check the insulation for themselves. So, you know, hire a company to come out and check your insulation because uh, that is a big improvement that you can make in the home. Uh, You can go to energy.gov and they reference that you should have a minimum of r 25 to R thirty eight in your attic. Now I did weatherization before I came to the utilities company, and a lot of the times we would go into the attics and they would have inadequate insulation, and so, you know, by doing the insulation, it's not going to stop the infiltration, but it does slow it down. It's an it's a um, it just slows the the air flow down is what it's doing. It doesn't actually stop it. It's just slowing it down. So like when I was talking about the top plates. So that's a great time for you to look at the top plates. Have them look at the top plates. If those holes are not sealed, that is a great time to have those sealed. Do your insulation. They will also put measuring sticks up there. And so they can know exactly how much uh, uh, depth of insulation that they're putting into that attic all the way across and make it nice and, and uniform. A lot of the attics have areas where you get wind wash. A lot of the older homes uh, they have um, what they call bird blocking, and it allows air into the attic. Well, that causes a wind wash, which actually moves the insulation from away from the edges of the home, and so you'll have no insulation there.
0: You know, there is a there is to me always an environmental factor to this because, after all, I am Missus Green but this is about saving money and it's not top of mind for people like in most households there are our household is weird because my husband and I have interchangeable roles on a lot of things but we don't sit around talking about the insulation and this is a great show for people who are listening to say huh i wonder what our situation is like and and again that can affect your indoor air quality as well because what lies beneath can be mold up there and all that stuff. So that's great. And is that typically done, like I had it done by an HVAC company that was great, Rusted Southwest, and I don't mind mentioning them at all, but is that who you call to have somebody check that out or do you call a contractor? Who do you call to check out your insulation? You can call an HVAC uh,
1: contractor. Uh, Some of them do do it. Some of them don't. Uh, but they are also insulation companies. So when you look in it up, you might want to look up insulation companies and have them come out and check and see what kind of, uh, you know, quality of insulation you have up in your attic.
0: And you can save money forever then. That's the thing. And I think that in the future, most utility prices are not going to go down. What goes down? Let's be honest. The prices of things don't usually go down. Let's say solar did. I want to go on record. Solar it keeps going down. Um, so, okay, checking out, ceiling insulation, what about the big W, as I call it? It's the biggest challenge in our life, and that's windows, because ours all need to re- be replaced. It's very expensive because <laughs> we have a lot of windows. So, how important are windows, and what can you do besides have them all changed out <laughs> because it's too expensive?
1: Exactly. That's... Uh... One of the big issues I faced when I was doing weatherization was a lot of the customers said, my windows are very drafty, should I have them replaced? Well, on the average, it costs 20 to 25 years to recoup that cost for those windows. So a lot of times the more effective, you know, cost-effective way is to do window shading. Now, they actually have new varieties of shading coming out. Uh, They have one that's called a cellular shading. And it actually cuts down. Uh, Say you got your vinyl shadings, which is standard throughout most homes right now. If you put in these cellular shades, they actually save 25% more energy than those vinyl shades. You're kidding me. They have the... No. no. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. They also have the removable outside shades, which is what I have on my home. They're called uh, uh, 80%ers or 90%ers. Now, the difference between those two is on the cellular shades, they do let in all the sunlight, so you get that that sunlight without having the heat. Uh, With the outside shade, you're able to look through it so you can look outside, but because they are darker and heavier shades, then basically you're not getting that sunlight in. So your house will look darker so it's it depends on the person you know what do you want do you want the sunlight coming in but you can't look outside or do you want to be able to look outside and it's kind of darker in the house and then of course you got your automated shading which is uh if affordable is probably the best way to go because you can time those and when the sun's on the east side your shades are down as it starts shifting over to the south the west those shades will come up, so you can set those to, to go along with, you know, the time of day.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry for the background noise, but I'm dying laughing because that is my dream. I have some friends that all of a sudden to will be sitting there, they're not doing anything, and the shades start going down, and I'm like, what is that? It's like it's, been, it's, this, it's sun sensitive, so that's an ideal, but to your point, Gabe, we all have our different likes and dislikes, and I am a light person. Like, I love light. But what I do in the summer is my bedroom, which gets a lot of sun, it turns into a cave. And I just live with it. I got, this was a very good alternative to having to have the windows replaced with insulation, you know, the the double pane and all that. I went to a friend of mine who owns a Roman Shades company, locally owned, my friend Mara, and she got me insulated panels and it was a fraction of the cost. And the good thing about that is when the... I can't wait because I know probably within a month, I'll be able to open it up again and it will not look like winter is coming. It'll look like summer is gone. So that's the, those are really good ideas. It, it doesn't mean you have to have all your windows taken out. I have to be remember, reminded of that. Now, the solar ones, I'm so intensely curious about that. Are they really pricey, the solar coverings? Because that sounds right up my alley.
1: Uh, you know, I really don't know too much about the solar covering ones, so I would have to do research on that.
0: Okay, but it's good to know. I'll have to look into it. Okay. Do ducts matter when it comes to insulation at all? Do our air ducts and all of those vents and all that, does that matter in terms of our um, indoor air um, economy, economizing on energy?
1: Actually, ducts are very important. Um, when I was doing the weatherization program, we found that uh, 30% of your energy costs was due to duct leakage. So uh, one of the things we did is we did what was called a duct test with a uh, duct blaster. And so like you were talking about, you're going to mention an energy audit later on. They can do that at the same time. They can actually check your duct work and see how leaky it is. There are some companies out there that will come in and they they spray into the ducts and it can cover up to a uh, nickel sized hole because a lot of the times um, you have what we call hard ducts. Right. And so on the hard duct, those are hard to get to. On the flex duct, you can get up into your attic and you can pull back the uh, top insulation and around that boot connection, you can seal there. Then you put back the insulation connection and seal it at that point. You can also seal it from the inside, inside up where the register is coming down, you can seal it up in there. Um, So a lot of times it works really good when you gotta have a hard duct uh, system that needs to be sealed.
0: Okay, the hard ducks and the soft ducks. I can tell you what, that will never enter into my vocabulary because that's in my husband's department. <laughs> but it's <laughs> really good to know. And he fixes everything. I mean, he changes out the air filters and does all that. And I am sorry to say that when it comes to gender roles on this one, even though we switch out some of them, I'm all I'm to- a total chick. I admit it. And I'm ashamed of myself. I don't know. How, I mean, I don't even know how <laughs> to change a filter, I would be up the creek. So, But it's good to know, and people listening to this can tell the person in their life who does care and look at the ducks. Okay, so a resource, a great resource, and I've said this on many shows and I'll continue to say it, for energy saving tips, it's a treasure trove, is the TEP website. If people want to find out about energy saving and rebates and on and on, which I think is laudable for a utility company that actually sells energy, they tell you how to save energy and how to get rebates. And there are quite a few going on right now in different areas. Um, and I'm very interested because I just got an electric vehicle as my car from Chapman. So I'll be talking to Francisco about what I should do about charging. So that's really good. Okay, energy audits. So I had one and I went one step further because I wanted to have my indoor air quality checked for a number of reasons. Russ Southwest at the time, my friend Gary Gibson, um, who has since passed, um, he had like the most cutting edge indoor air quality machine that that's on the market today. And we had lots of conversations about it. And I found out quite a bit. I found out where the air quality was not great in our home, where there was air, you know, coming in and out, and um, why would you recommend that people have an an audit? I'm Mrs. Green, so I wanted to know because I want to walk the walk. Why would you recommend that people listening have an audit? Why does it matter? Or do you think it does? You can say yes or no.
1: No, I, I... I'm a firm believer in having energy audits. I wish everybody could have one. Um, In some areas, they uh, have people that will come out and energy audits out in rural areas. Uh, You might not be able to get that done. But if you can get it done, I feel it's very important. Uh, Like you said, you find out exactly where all your infiltrations are at. Uh, When they're doing that energy audit and they're doing a blower door test on it, they can tell exactly where it's coming from. And most of the time, it's coming from your Addict, and this is where it causes a health issue. You're getting that still nasty, you know, dusty air coming from the addict. And what happens is when your unit turns on, it's looking to get that air from anywhere because it's putting out so many CFMs. It needs that CFMs back, right? So as it's sucking the air back out of the home, it's pulling. And if you have leakage, which goes hand in hand with the air sealing, then you know you're going to be getting that bad air from the addict, and it shows that uh, you know a lot of people, especially I have a son that was asthmatic, and uh, you know I had to do some sealing because he was having a hard time as a little guy. So I, you know, at the time wasn't doing what I'm doing now, and uh, it was good to find out, and I was able to seal up everything. He doing he's doing better, but uh, you know it's a it's very important to find out. Uh, you're saving energy once you seal up because you're keeping that condition there inside where it's supposed to be. So yes, I'm a very firm believer in having an energy audit.
0: So you bring up a point, which is not the content for this show, but it's so relevant and so important for our listeners to like press pause and listen to what you said. Upper respiratory disease is the third cause of death in the state of Arizona. Tack onto that the fires that have compromised our outdoor air quality, which we bring into our home every time we open the door and then we close the door. And if we have a pretty sealed house, a lot of it stays in there. And we've had experts from TMC and El Rio Health Clinic talk about how indoor air quality can impact the asthma of your kids, you know, young and old is what they say, mostly young kids and elderly, it matters so much, Gabe, and I can't I can't get passionate enough about it. Like I want to jump through the microphone and say, What's making you sick? And I've done many presentations at the core and for TMC Seniors saying your air could literally be making you sick. And there's mold, all of those things that you mentioned that really need to be discovered and there's things you can do about it. So I'm glad that you're on board with with an energy audit. And you know, people talk about the cost. And I I could go off on a tangent about that too, because I went to the store the other day for my children who are grown adults and have their own budget. And they each got a coffee and they were $6 a piece. Well, I can tell you, I don't drink coffee. So if you're getting five coffees a week, save your 30 or 40 bucks And save for an energy audit if you think it's not in your budget. I recommend people just reconfigure their budget a little bit because the life you save may be your own or your child or your grandmother's or somebody because it is that serious. And I don't think it can be over-exaggerated. So I'm glad you brought it up. And how is your son now? Did he outgrow the asthma or is he still asthmatic?
1: He's still asthmatic, but he doesn't have the issues that he was having before. And uh, Gina, I'd like to bring up another avenue for like the elderly out there. Yes. Um, there's also weatherization assistant programs that they can check into. And, uh, and they do do energy audits. So they'll go out and they'll do an energy audit on the home. And, you know, depending on the, what the home needs, they can actually do insulation Uh, HVAC replacements, uh, water heaters. Uh, They do a thorough check on the home to make sure that home is safe. So they're not only checking just for infiltration, um, but they also check in your units and your, you know, your water heaters, especially if they're gas. So, you know, they're doing quite a bit out there with the weatherization program. So I just wanted to bring that one up, too.
0: I'm glad you did because we've done a show on that that you can find on our website. It's TEP heavily supports that and you can get on the list. I'm really glad that you brought that up. Um, okay, here is I never play Stump the Guest and this isn't exactly a Stump the Guest question, Gabe, but if you had to pick one thing of all the things we talk about, it all the things we talked about and the things that you recommended, where would you start? What would be your first choice choice? that you'd say to listeners, look, you guys, if you can't change your windows out, if you can't change the insulation, or if you can do your duct work but can't do this, what do you think the most important place to start is and why? Is that a fair question to you? Because, I mean, you're the man, you know the answers.
1: No, I, I mean, I, I look forward to questions like that.
0: Well, there it, you it, go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, and, and most of the time when I'm out in the field, I'm I'm going by the people that I'm talking to. I I like to, you know, who I'm talking to and and know the situation they're in. And then I can start recommending. Uh, A lot of times when I'm out there, I get ask that question you know what can i do to save on my energy bills and i will go through the list and i will tell them you know start where you can afford it whether it's with the foam gaskets which are very reasonable you can do those and that will save you a lot of energy you know start where you can afford it and then go from there Um, you know, you start with the foam gaskets, you start air sealing around the windows, getting the the foam gaskets for around the door, you know, start with the little things and then branch out from there to what you can afford to do.
0: Okay, that's really good advice. Um, Did I forget anything? Is there anything else? I'm glad you brought up about um, weatherization program. Is there anything else that I forgot to ask that you would like to share or did I cover it?
1: I think we pretty much covered everything, but I did want to say when they go to the TEP uh, website uh, that you would uh, go ahead and click on the smart energy use. And that brings up the whole uh, residential energy efficiency. You know, it has your rebates. It has your energy saving tips. Uh, It talks about phantom energy. You know, that's another thing that a lot of people don't know about is phantom energy. When they've got these chargers plugged in, uh, they're actually using phantom energy. So if you're not using you know, a product or uh, a unit in the home, you know, unplug those. And that's another big energy savings right there.
0: That's a really good advice too. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things you can do. And I think, you know, there's the good of the of the budget and there's the good of the planet. And we all have to be conscious of that and pulling in the same direction. Everybody knows that I'm going to say that every chance I get. I just read uh, every um, month, the New York Times does a magazine for the month and in July it was on climate change and they really did in depth it was not political it was global perspective and you know i read it i know a lot of it i learned some more and the struggle is real the challenge is real and the clear and present danger of climate change is real and i think everybody's figured that out um when i talked to dave hutchins the other day because he is leaving so i want to like not use his name in vain even though we're going to miss him he was talking about how TEP has aggressively upped their goals for using more renewables. Every time I talk to somebody, TEP, it's changed, and we're going to be at this percentage by this year, and at this percentage by this year, and they're building wind farms and solar farms. So everybody seems to be on board about con- you know conservation of our of our energy resources. So thanks for that. So now my thoughts. Um, It's not my first time to be putting it out there, and I kind of already said it, that any way that we can figure out how to reduce our energy use is a good thing. And I have to repeat it again. It's good for our budget. It's good for our quality of life. And as Gabe pointed out, our health. And it's good for the health of the planet. And I don't have a doom and gloom attitude most of the time because it doesn't work. That message falls on deaf ears. But I do hopefully give out an urgent, personal, inspirational plea for you, our amazing listeners, to take Gabe's suggestions to heart. He really knows what he's talking about. He obviously cares, and he's giving us great information of how we can do changes. So my my recommendation that I'm taking for myself is to do one or two things that my bandwidth can handle and talk about it with my family and see what we can do. Because I don't know anybody doesn't want to save money or save energy, thank goodness. I think that talks about the circle friends I hang out with, but preservation of this planet of ours helps us all win. So I'm in, it's all hands on deck time, and I hope we can count on your hands. And my last thank, Gabe, I love having you on. Hopefully it won't be three years before you come back and share your knowledge with us because it all matters. And then my last thanks is always to you, our listeners, because without you, there would be no us. So Gabe, thank you, stay safe, and maybe I'll see you again someday in the aftertimes when we can go out again.
1: Well, thank you, Gina. I'd like uh, to thank you for giving me this opportunity to reach out to your listeners. And um, hopefully, you know, I gave them some, you know, advice they can use.
0: You did. And it flowed. The time flowed. I'm like, what the heck? It's (laughs) 2.30. So that is how I always know I'm having a good time. And we're getting good information out there. So thanks for taking the time to be with us, Gabe, and stay safe. Thank you. Thanks, everybody.